Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texas, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We are live from our new corner studio in Seth's bedroom. Seth's bedroom, where we the magic happens. only be recording this in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a super fun exploratory episode in store for you today. Don't forget to tune in to the YouTube channel at Texas Pod to watch this live recording of it. That we will post later. Before we get to anything else, though, as always, we would love to kick our episode off with our not sponsors. Not sponsors. They don't sponsor They us. do not give us any money to do this podcast at all. Seth, who is our first not sponsor? Our first not episode? sponsor is going to be guys who wear flip-flops with jeans. <laughs> guys who <laughs> wear flip-flops with jeans. Are you from Florida? Guys who wear flip-flops with jeans. Are you Seth's roommate named Christian? Guys who wear flip-flops and jeans. It's Not- like you're supposed to have boots on, but you're at the beach. Fine dining. Wear, wear flip-flops with jeans. Fine dining in the desert or on the sand. Guys, guys who, who wear flip-flops with jeans. It used to be an Abercrombie thing. Now it's a hipster thing. Guys who wear flip-flops with jeans. Do you remember that when it was like the boot-cut jeans? With, with the, the leather the flip-flops. flip-flops. Yeah, it had to be the rainbows. Yeah. or Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you just looked like a douche. Guys, guys who, who wear, wear flip-flops with jeans. jeans. You were in a frat, weren't you? <laughs> you also had bleach tips for sure. For guys sure. Guys who wear flip-flops, flip-flops with, with jeans. jeans. Our other not sponsored for today's episode of Tex-ish is Dude Wipes. Do you take dumps sometimes? Dude Dude Wipes. wipes. It's basically baby wipes repackaged. Dude Dude Wipes. wipes. It's upcharged from baby wipes. They're really baby wipes. Dude Dude Wipes. wipes. Sponsoring the PGA Tour and Hooters. Dude Dude Wipes. wipes. It's literally toilet paper that you put in the sink. Dude Dude wipes. Wipes. It's wipes for dudes. (laughs) <laughs> dude wipes the mobile bidet the mo oh the mo- that's good i like that oh, yeah. i like that trademark dude wipes you have to pay for patent pending i yeah um yeah i just i saw them in your bathroom and thought yeah. this would be fun why well, I, I use dude wipes yeah, well it's sometimes cr- it works though because it's fantastic as yeah. a dude when i go to get wet wipes yeah. i do purchase dude i mean wipes. obviously my my preference is the bidet yes i think the bidet is the best day the p- <laughs> Get a bud day for a booty day. For a boo day. <laughs> for a boo day. A bud day for your boo day. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go any further, we also have a real sponsor who gives us a little bit of money. A little bit Hopefully of money from our real sponsor. From Manscaped. Support for the Texas podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped, Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. That's four points and one O. That is four points and two balls. Join <laughs> over four million men worldwide who dress Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for our listeners. Just for our listeners. Go to manscaped.com right now, order anything that you want. The anything. Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, 
the wipes for your balls, anything that they have in the store. Hell, get two of everything. Exactly. Put it in your cart, and at checkout, use code TEXISH, T-E-X-I-S-H, to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TEXISH at manscaped.com. And how much was that off? It is 20% off. And how much for shipping? Free. No money That's at all. right. So you don't have to pay for anything to ship it. You don't have to pay anything for the delivery. You just have to pay 20% less than what you would usually pay using code TEXISH. T-E-X-I-S-H. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TEXISH at manscaped.com. One more time. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com mm-hmm. using code TEXISH. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Manscaped. Manscaped.com. <laughs> All right, you want to hear about a really sad day in Texas I history? I always want to hear about a sad day it in Texas is history. Rainy, is it the day that I moved to California? And I mean, that day was pretty sad, but no one died <laughs> that day that I know of. Sure. This day, a couple of people died. So okay. the rain got me thinking a little bit since I was already in the dumps because it's sure. raining. I thought, let's raining. just talk about something sad. On September 20th. <laughs> Nineteen sixty seven. I'm sad, so let's make everybody else sad. That's <laughs> yeah, your exactly. that's your attitude. Join me in I like the sadness. I, I'm gonna send a wake of sadness yeah. out there. I'm a wallower. I like to wallow. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, it's time to just, pout. Why why be the only person sad when you could bring everybody else exactly. down with you? Yeah, everyone else stays should suck because mine does. Exactly. On September Guys 20th, who wear flip flops <laughs> with jeans. <laughs> on September twentieth, nineteen sixty seven, Hurricane Belbula, which looks like Booyah, Hurricane Booyah became the third largest hurricane of the 20th century and the worst storm to hit Texas since Hurricane Carla in 1961. Those happened pretty close together. Yeah. A what was quoted as a true Texas-sized hurricane. The storm was approximately 650 miles in diameter Whoa. with winds exceeding 130 miles per hour. While high winds struck south Texas towns, the storm's slow movement caused severe flooding in the lower Rio Grande Valley. So when we hear people say the mm-hmm. valley, that's what they're talking about. Okay. As well as the Mexican state, here comes a totally botched pronunciation, Tamaulipas. Over 200,000. <laughs> I wasn't what even going to was, try. What if that was like actually the way you say if it? If that's actually the way you say it, shout out to me. Fair but enough. After a whole debate about do you say it Do you it say it the, the way? Or, I'm I know. Gonna, that's I'm one of my favorite off. debates. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. now if I say it wrong, I also sound wrong. Right. So it just doubles down. I'm like, everybody knows I'm wrong anyway. So yeah. So, you know. Let's, just, let's I, just go. I've never it. been there. I don't live there. Right. I don't know people from there. I've never heard it said before. Yeah. So. There you go. You know. Comment below if you think I could have said that more better. Anyway, more better. Over 200,000 Texans and Mexican residents were displaced, and at least 50 people were killed over the course of the storm. Booyah spawned 115 tornadoes across the state of Texas, more than any tropical cyclone at the time. Wow. And a little bit of the damage that it left, over $1 billion in total damage was recorded, making Booyah the second costliest hurricane since Hurricane Betsy hit Louisiana in 1965. The 60s were horrible for Dude, hurricanes. the 60s were like, I mean, or really good for I hurricanes. I mean, like, if you're a hurricane, yeah, you're like, good for hurricanes. Dude, scoreboard. I'll, I'm also just going to say, Betsy should have finished the job there because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Come then on. Katrina came and she couldn't get it done. I'm just waiting for the right hurricane to just right. take out Louisiana. I mean, obviously the the chicks aren't doing it, so maybe we'll have like a Hurricane Ike come through. Yeah, or you know, you know it's I a mean, man's we, job. We need a hurricane with some toxic masculinity to blow through, like her, her, Hurricane, hurricane Chad. Joe. <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna say the same name. Oh man, I, I was I was like uh, anyway. All right, one, two, two, three. Hurricane, hurricane Chad. Chad. <laughs> 
We'll wipe across Louisiana and just take care of that problem. Yeah, dude. If only hurricanes could hit New Mexico. If only they try. Maybe it can, maybe I have a theory that hurricanes it. are trying to hit New Mexico, and that's that's the problem. They're and trying they to just, get there, and they keep coming. To and us they keep and, getting and stopped. And it hits Texas, and we're like, and hey, we're you like, can hey, take stop. Fifty people. I mean, basically, we're just protecting New Mexico. Why I don't know, but <sighs> we can just get rid of it anyway. So, um, hit Louisiana nine sixty five. President Lyndon B. Johnson surveyed the damage caused to his home and declared 24 counties in Texas a disaster area. Many residents found themselves responsible for rebuilding their own home as tidal wave, high water, and overflow damage were not included Hmm. in homeowner insurance policies. Insurance is such a scam, side note. Yeah, just really quick. Just like overall. Insurance is BS. It seems like it doesn't help. And that's not even... I'm not even advertising against it. No, I'm just saying like... I have it. Yeah. Like, we all, well, that, it's a law. We have to have you it. You literally have to have it. Yeah. And then when you need it, you can't when use it. When you need it. it, you can't use it. When, and when you when have to use it. When the biggest hurricane ever hits your house yeah. and you call the insurance people. You're like, hey, I have insurance. Say, hey, you know how I give you money? Can I have some of it? And they're like, and no. And they're like, no, we actually don't cover we actually house damage. We only cover home damage. I know this is going to sound weird, but we actually don't want to help you. Yeah. We just want your money. <laughs> Speaking of insurance, do we have any uh, any small town news? Uh, yeah, we do. So this one's actually really interesting. I've been wanting to look this up mm-hmm. and thought it would just be sort of a toss away, but it's very recent and kind of cool. Okay. Our small town of the week is Full Shear, Texas. Full Shear, Texas. Full Shear, Texas is not just the youngest town in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's the youngest town in America if you're going by the age of the homes. Huh. Which I didn't know was something people tracked. But full shear again, the youngest town in America. Even younger than half shear. Even un- <laughs> that was so stupid. That was so stupid. Thanks, man. The, the first day with the I camera and then the new setup, and you yeah. just make wow. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Hey. I would. I would not. I would new put that. New year, stupid or me. I would not put that past me, but I sure. would put that past you. Well. You have too much faith in me. You've That's changed, the problem. You've changed. I have changed. So Full Shear is a Houston suburb suburb where the median house is only seven years old. Whoa. So for context, I'm 20 years older than most, most houses, of those houses in Full Shear. And it makes sense given the city's exponential growth. In the last decade, the city grew to nearly 12,000 people up from 1,200 making it Texas's fastest growing city between 2010 and 2018, according okay. to census data. Developers are building at a breakneck pace to accommodate them. Not like they're doing that anywhere else in the state. No, definitely not. And just a quick contrast, not just from my age, but the median age of a house in Texas is 33 years old. So literally like the oldest home in Fulshire is still about 30 years younger than most homes in Texas. Oh, wow. So if you're in your 20s looking to get scammed hey, by a mortgage rate. Full shear. Full shear, Texas. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a balloon rate mortgage? You're about to. You're about to. <laughs> Full shear, Texas. Ever made a bad decision? You're gonna. <laughs> oh, man. Right, who's that who's our person? So our Texas badass of the week. Texas bidet of the week. Texas bidet of the week is none other than Steve Martin. Steve Martin's from Texas? Steve Martin was born August 14th, 1945 in Waco, Texas. Really? Really. Like Steve Martin. Steve Martin. The jerk. The jerk. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen, too. Cheaper by the dozen, too. Wow. Of banjo fame. 
Pink Panther? Stephen Martin. Is yeah. From, is do from, we claim him? Does he claim here's us? A, he does not claim us, and I don't blame him. What? He, he was raised mostly in California, okay. where he worked as a kid for Disney, okay. uh, selling various sundry items. His dad wanted to be an actor, so they moved, I think he was like five years old or something. Okay. And he got very quickly into comedy uh-huh. and doing those types of things. He's He's old enough that whenever he started doing comedy, they didn't even really call it stand up. It was just like live performers. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's a popular show called the uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. About stand up starting in New York. Okay. And that's about the time frame that he would have been doing that because this is he was born in 1945, which means he's almost 80 years old. Steve Martin is almost as old as our grandpa. Which is crazy because he's looked as old as our grandpa since he was Since he was, was 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went he went gray really soon. Yeah. And I'm not even going to, like, read off his accomplishments necessarily. Just, you know, he's hosted Saturday Night Live a dozen he's times. Been he's been the Pink Panther. He has been in so many amazing movies. Mm-hmm. He is an accomplished musician. He is famous for quitting stand-up at the height of his career. And he says that as he was as he was doing his act in the biggest stage that had ever been done at Woodstock, no mm-hmm. less, there was a, there was something happened. He had a banjo coming down uh, from the ceiling, and it it bro- like the thing the yeah. mechanism broke. And when it didn't come all the way down, people stopped like they just started laughing. And he was like, "Oh, they're not laughing at like my act. They're just yeah. laughing because I'm here." And he like after that famously was like, "I'm done." He just quit? Yeah, in his in his book. A really great book, uh, Born Standing Up. If you've not read it, like go for it. Uh, it's a really clever time. Yeah, actually. exactly. Uh, he talks about everything, you know, doing all that, getting to Hollywood, uh, getting famous, and just a really interesting person. Okay. From Texas. Again, doesn't claim Texas, I don't think. Well, then we don't claim him. I mean, hey, whatever. Well, we're claiming him right now, but other than this one time. But yeah, man, he's like one of the most famous entertainers of all time. I mean, I would argue that in the early 2000s, he was one of the most famous actors. He was the, famous, he was the um, most famous comedic actor for a while. For a long time. For a while. Yeah. But like, yeah. He was like the family-friendly Bill Murray. hmm Which is a compliment. Which I is mean, a, absolutely like, a compliment, yeah. And just, uh, I mean, he innovated stand-up. He, uh, you know, has been acting forever. I, I don't know, man. He's just really interesting. True. Wow. Yeah. I had there you no go. idea that he was from Texas. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's, you know, he's in one of our dad's favorite comedies of all time. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short. Wait, that's, dude, that's Three Amigos. Three Amigos, sorry. That's two different movies. I was wrong. That's two strikes. That's two strikes. (laughs) strikes. I'm going for my third. We're about to start talking about something uh, that I don't know much about. So I'm I'm definitely going to. Let's be clear. This is something that I still hold my ground on. Nobody knows much about this. Okay. Let's just dive in. Let's transition yeah. from Steve Martin. Uh, shout out Manscaped by Lawnmower 4.0. All those things. Testicles. Testicles. Uh, Texas is the future of crypto. Period. We think. Maybe. And there's a lot Comma. of people making it seem that way. Hyphen. And this was something we were not aware of and really very interested in until recently. So our our friend, friend of the show, Joshua Rhodes, yes. wrote a very interesting article about mm-hmm what Bitcoin uh, and crypto mining mm-hmm. could do for the Texas economy and yeah. specifically how maybe it is not the environmental bully that it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, if you want to find it, it's on Forbes. He it's, wrote an article yeah. called, Is Bitcoin Inherently Bad for the Environment? And at the end of the article, you kind of think maybe not. May- maybe not. 
he he outlines a couple graphs that I don't really fully understand. Because <laughs> we're not smart. But he talks about how these miners can plug mm-hmm. into the grid yep. and use the excess energy mm-hmm. and keep output higher so that in times of need they can sell it back to the grid yep. and you don't have those situations where the, the there's not enough there's power. all this energy exactly with basically nowhere to go it like exactly itself. and then so whenever they they power it down mm-hmm. th- like they did in the the winter storm and they didn't have enough time to get things back mm-hmm. up uh, uh, eh. they didn't <laughs> have t- the ability to get things back up and going mm-hmm. that would not have happened theoretically and theoretically theoretically um, or may not have happened theoretically. Mm-hmm. Now, transitioning from that article into... Yeah. Into, well, there's this whole... So there's the grid, and what makes yeah. Texas attractive for those miners mm-hmm. is it's the Texas grid, not the federal Which means grid. it's privatized. Privatized, you can... If you pay for it, hook mm-hmm. up to it, have In- sites that are full of mining computers mm-hmm. and just be mining for Bitcoin... Perpetually. Perpetually. And did you catch why it's the most attractive... I not that I can recall in this moment. What did you catch? So again, it's that overflow thing. Yeah. Whenever, whenever uh, Texas or ERCOT needs that extra energy, mm-hmm. the Bitcoin miners can sell it back to the grid yeah. at an exponential price. They are paying for a set amount of power yep. for like three cents a kilowatt. Mm-hmm. When they sell it back, they're selling it for nine dollars a kilowatt sometimes, yeah. which is like the definition of Texas commerce in a way. I mean, in like, a way, yeah. In Texas is a place you can bring your business, <laughs> operate cheaply, but then sell. And not always for, for not product. always necessarily a great thing because mm-hmm. all of these Bitcoin miners were in China. Yeah, and China cracked down because of who knows. Uh, I'm gonna guess because it's a it's like a free. A freer economy because it's like yeah, it's it's an unregulated. It's dev. They don't care about that. Um, I don't think. Just look at any picture of the smog in Mm -hmm. any Chinese. It doesn't seem like that's at the top of their concern. So regulating their citizens, definitely seems like it's at the top. So Rockdale, Texas, Mm -hmm. about an hour north of Austin, Mm -hmm. used to be the home of the biggest aluminum uh, factory, factory factory. like plant, right? Where they where they concentrated aluminum mm-hmm. and made different products with it yep. called Alcoa, mm-hmm. yeah. So the Chinese miner, a big Chinese miner, came yeah. in and bought most of that. Yeah, Bit Deer. Bit Deer, which mm-hmm. is part of Bit Main. Main. Yeah. So the uh, the Chinese Bitcoin mining giant Bit Main has an arm like a, a firm. Mm-hmm. Bit Deer came in to buy that, but then there's also. Um, American company Riot Blockchain. Yeah, Riot Blockchain, which is basically this older oil guy who mm-hmm. realized, wait, there's all these opportunities yeah. to hook up to power, specifically in Texas. And what's so crazy to look at is like Rockdale, a town of 5,600 people, mm-hmm. used to be a thriving economy because of Alcoa being They had there. the one industry. When it shut down, the town was basically dead. Dude, the hospital closed. Yeah. Like, so what we're looking at is a situation where we know that mining Bitcoin mm-hmm. is expensive from an energy perspective. Just mining it can can use more energy than the down, the whole of downtown mm-hmm. uh, Dallas, yep. which is like 200 million kilowatts or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and then looking at even just like a transaction mm-hmm. for Bitcoin uses more energy than a person would use in two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So there is an issue with offsetting that energy usage. Yep. And I think the thing that's very attractive here is, again, 
the cheapness of the energy, yep. the privatized grid, yep. and the ability to sell it back. Yep. So then from our perspective as Texans, what's the upshot? So the upshot to me as a Texan is again the Rockdale's an isolated example. But mm-hmm. and we're and we're still only in the energy grid piece of this. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to like the natural gas piece. No, of which this. we will. But the two combined, what I see is an opportunity to just bring more jobs. Like yeah bringing jobs and profitability to these areas of Texas that aren't a hub for mm-hmm. tech, aren't a hub for banking, aren't really a hub in general because it, we have Dallas. Yeah. We have Austin. We have San Antonio, which isn't really a hub for anything. Sure. Just good cultures. Yeah. Um, that was really racist. I didn't mean that in the way. Was, yeah, the Spurs. We'll go with the Spurs. Uh, <laughs> well, the Spurs and Puffy Tacos. Yes, exactly. Uh, where um, is the Riverwalk? And Houston. But outside yeah. of that, you know, you have farming in the panhandle. Mm-hmm. Farming's becoming... Farming, ranching. Not a dying industry, but it's definitely but, not yeah. thriving. And then you have oil out in West Texas. Uh-huh. But, you know, you have all... You have this sprawl of small towns that if the one thing that it lives off of dies, the town mm-hmm. dies. Rock, I mean, how, Rockdale how many... Rockdale being a big example yeah. of that. When Alco went out of business and shut down that plant... Everyone lost their job. And then when Riot came in and bought yeah. up all the land around it and turned this building into a massive mining site, mm-hmm. they hired like 256 people overnight. Yeah. So as a Texan, when I look at all of these opportunities for Texas energy, mm-hmm. ERCOT, natural gas, wind and solar, all three, the ways in which you can hook all of the offset power into these yeah. mining operations in Texas specifically opens up not just opportunity for profitability for entrepreneurs, but it it opens up paying jobs yeah. in a high paying industry. Well, and that's obviously that's great for Texans, period. Mm-hmm. Even you look at the bit deer, they promised to bring five hundred million dollars of revenue in mm-hmm. tax revenue to the city. Yep. And as far as I know, they did. Yep. The mayor took time to make sure he became an expert in crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his own little miners that mine an eco-friendly cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whenever you read Josh Rhodes' article, he talks about how in the simulations they're running, that they run out to 2030, Yeah. whenever you use some type of mix mm-hmm. of crypto offset, mm-hmm. you end up with a better balance of power, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I think the thrust of the article is that if you choose to bring in more crypto miners into the state, it does not necessarily mean that there will be an increase in the energy that we are, as a nation, I suppose, mm-hmm. trying to move away from, Yeah, i.e. natural gas. Mm-hmm which we need yeah, and will continue to need mm-hmm. as we transition to different forms of power, whatever that may be. Yep. So it is very interesting to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, how many small towns have we read about that as soon as the railroad comes through, that town is effed. Is dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, growing up in Andrews, an yeah. oil and gas town, when oil's up- Everything's great. When oil's down, everything- sucks like Dudes if your livelihood if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if your livelihood depends is tied on to oil, yeah. the what what one thing i really like specifically being west texas guys is realizing that a lot of people who cho- who choose to stay in that area mm-hmm. who don't go to college but get into the oil and gas industry they tend to be dictated by suits in houston or suits in dallas as far yeah. as Operate here, don't operate here. You're in operation, you're not in operation. I see such a big opportunity for those people to step away from that dynamic 
and partner with these people in Austin or people in Houston that are getting more into the yeah. brokering deals and setting up services where they're able to set up these mining computers that are powered by natural gas that's not going down midstream. It's just being flared up. And that's the into big the thing, air. right? And Is, it gives them, them an opportunity to basically just get cash for a third commodity versus yeah. being told when and where and how to drill. Exactly. That's just my opinion. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm right there for it. Like, I, I think that for most West Texans is mm-hmm. the biggest potential plus. Yeah. The, the, I don't know what it looks like, but I, I do know <laughs> that it's very interesting to think about. Yeah. There could be these little independent miners that just attach themselves to natural gas flares. Yeah. Essentially. And, and literally just churn out either. Right, they're they're just mining. Either turn out crypto or turn it out and liquidate it, or just pocketing cash all the time. And I mean, that's what crypto miners do, right? I mean, basically. I mean, do we really know what they do? No. In reality, no. But do we know that there's a future for crypto in Texas? Yes. And and again, I think that's what's interesting is right now crypto tends to be very like the future is Miami, the future is Austin. It's always this isolated place, and you're like. But I think if you pay closer attention, there's opportunity here for Texas to be yeah. the future of an unregulated 24 mm-hmm. seven marketplace where everybody, should they choose, can get involved, can participate in some form or fashion in some way. And if it goes well, make a decent amount of money. And the most exciting part, aside from just making a decent amount of money, is offsetting carbon emissions Yep. and using the excess power mm-hmm. to make sure that ERCOT doesn't get <laughs> doesn't, doesn't crash whenever crash. we need it the most. Just make sure ERCOT works. To make sure it works. It needs to work. Because even when we had Josh on, we kind of began with, can we, fix, can we fix this thing? Do we just hook up to the federal yeah. grid? And it was pretty and much he was like, like, no. He's like, no, that's not really going to be the thing. <laughs> it's not going to be the thing. So if we're um, going to just be the energy grid yeah. here which is why we're launching TexCoin. <laughs> and this is all a big announcement this is all a big announcement for text coin uphold get a wallet yeah. get on coin let's go and go check out text coin we didn't actually we didn't do actually that, do that but we um, might know some people who can't do it. <laughs> it's all very exciting i'm yeah. i am super excited about the future of crypto in texas mm-hmm. whether that's mining or you know other just your crypto finance bros and their mm-hmm. patagonia fleeces <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm excited for more crypto bros to move to Texas so that I um, can make fun of them on my podcast. on my podcast. <laughs> Will I ever have a big balance of crypto as as part of my portfolio? Probably not no. because I still don't understand it. I mean, it's yeah, I don't think it's to be understood. It's elusive. <laughs> but this is just our way of saying we see it. We're paying attention to it. Crypto, we see you. Crypto, we see you. We love you. Uh, we do think that there is a future for crypto in yeah. Texas, and time will tell. Time will tell. It always does. So uh, with that said, I heard that uh, you had a little run-in well, this we, past weekend. Yeah, we both did. We, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I was going to – we went last night, as you know, with you and your lovely wife mm-hmm. uh, and, and your friend Mitch. We got Miles. to see <laughs> R- – Miles. We got to see Joe Rogan the do, some, do some stand-up. And this is when uh, we lost 40 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think oh, screw dude. off. We don't need that. Dude, there's a. Uh, I can say it at this point. So, uh, my buddy Keith just hates Joe Rogan for whatever reason. Has he ever listened um, to him? Absolutely not. Huh. And uh, does I, Keith listen to this podcast? Uh, probably some of it. But we'll send I doubt. this one to him. Oh yeah, Keith, you're an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. I doubt he listens all the way through. Yeah. So, uh, I send him like Rogan memes all the time, <laughs> and I've got a Rogan T-shirt coming to his house. Nice. Oh, it's gonna be so funny. Good. Uh, so we're seeing. We're watching Rogan and. 
wouldn't you know it, Rogan has a surprise opener. And it's none other, and you were as surprised as I was, Lance, Lance freaking Armstrong, gets man. gets up there. <laughs> he opens up, and he goes, hey, Tour de France, huh? More like, uh, more like Tour de Lance, am I right? <laughs> and then no one laughs. No one laughs. So he stares and at everybody. stares. And then he takes his pants off. And he goes, I got your joke right here. And then everyone And then everybody laughed. It was great. It was an it awesome, was awesome, dude. It was about a 30-second yeah. bit, but it really yeah. dude, I mean, it, he's definitely brought a, the house down. He's definitely a one-trick pony. Yeah, he's um, a one-trick pony. He's definitely on a list of some kind now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vulcan's pretty close <laughs> to his Probably, school, like, going to not like, let him back in. Yeah, but honestly, man, I got to pants off to him. He did great. Dude, he's got ball. Pan- <laughs> pants off Lance. Pants <laughs> Pants off, Lance. Well, if you guys see Lance, don't forget to send us your Lance signings at TexasPod. TexasPod.com. Give us the follow on Instagram at TexasPod. Yeah. Send us any memes, any ideas you have. Please. Any opinions on is Texas the future of crypto? We'd love to hear from you on that one. Yes or no. Because we're know. not experts. We're just Absolutely exploring not. this along with you. I am just an idiot with a microphone. <laughs> and subscri- That's it. <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel at TexasPod. We appreciate every single one of you for tuning in except or for you, listening. Keith. Except for you, Keith. You're an idiot, and I mean that. And appreciate y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>